It's been one week since our last episode. Oh man, you were you were doing the that was that made me that made me really happy right there. It has been one week since our last episode. I I, I, I you know I'm glad to make you happy. It's a pins are cheap with Cameron Chad and, and we're we're both happy. We are both happy. I'm sober tonight. I've been drinking way too much this week, so just so we're clear, anything stupid I say is my own fault. I'm sober tonight. Time to fix that problem. Hell yeah! I heard a, I heard a pssst, something something popped. What you drinking tonight? I got a Smirnoff Smash Ice Pink Lemonade. That sounds nice. It's very nice. I wasn't going to, and I kind of had a day, and it's like I'm gonna have this tonight. I on the topic of smiling. Uh, you gave me some advice once. That, like while you're singing, that you should like smile, and it makes you sound oh, yeah. better. A little bit, yeah. It definitely will I, um, brighten things yeah. up. Yeah, it it makes a difference, and it does. Like I I know it does make a difference. But uh, I was listening to that Ken Ashcorp song. Uh, I think it's called "On the Rocks." Is that it? Yeah. And I was really paying attention because he has such a great voice, but I was like really focusing on how he makes these sounds and you can tell like there are uh there are segments of the song you can pinpoint when he started smiling oh yeah because there is like there is that noticeable difference and it's like oh you know what like he's there's a couple lines where it's almost like he's acting like like narratively it's like he's saying this to somebody and part of it is almost like it's a scene from a music video that's playing out in song okay. form and you can almost kind of tell like halfway through a couple of segments where like oh there's a little change like oh it's smiling for that part and i just found it very interesting that i was able to kind of notice that because i'm pretty sure i'm accurate on that oh um, next time you, you start... listen to on the rocks uh see see if you can uh pinpoint it the same way i do yeah yeah for sure um the more you start paying attention to like the intricacies of a thing like the more you notice right it, it's kind of cool um I was I was doing singing practice on Monday. It had been a little bit since I've done that. And it was going pretty well, and I was going up and down the scales. And then I started uh, working on a, a Motionless and White song, just like of a couple lines of it, just to see if I could, you know, accurately sing it. But one of the things that I've been struggling with um, going up into the fourth octave is that I, I, I lose a lot of, like, my natural kind of chest voice and I start really like you can tell I'm straining to get up there and narrowing things off which isn't good uh ultimately not the sound you want I mean I was getting happy like hey I can hit a d4 sharp I can hit a I can hit a, a an f4 I think I can hit an f4 um you know so the fact that I could do it was great but now that I can like consistently do it it's like okay well how do I do it and get it to like sound good you know how do I how do I keep uh the singing quality I want as I move up and down the scale. And I started actually like doing it properly by the end of the, like the practice session. And it was really cool. And part of me is like, I hope I can do that again. Um, I'm not entirely sure what was different. I think, I think I was trying to use like less force and less air to make the same amount of sounds. And then like naturally just being like, Oh yeah, I don't actually have to stretch so hard to do this. Like I, you know, I was making it way more complicated than it needed to. Um, but it was fun to advance a little bit on the singing front this week because it's been a bit since I've made some strides there. And then, so that felt really good. That is good. I think as you continue to practice singing, 
and playing around with um the shape of your mouth, the shape of the back of your mouth, your tongue. Like I I, I think of like the resonant space you want to hit is uh almost like a a, a, a kind of like a I don't know, a bit of water, like a like a, a swallow of water you're holding in your mouth, and you can move it from the front to the back, but you're trying to keep it on the roof of your mouth, like up on top, uh, by your by your you know top jaw, top teeth, that kind of thing. And and as you slide it around, you get different um, tones. And so if you're forward, it's uh, it's a little more like bright, it's a little more piercing. It's gonna you know really like you can you can get louder with it. When you bring it back, it rounds off a bit. It gets nice and warm, but it keeps kind of a lower uh, register and so when you hear like a singer that you're like that person's really good and they're doing all this emotion and all these like these intricate things with their with their sound and I have no idea how they do it it is largely just them controlling kind of like how the sound interacts with the top of their mouth and then maybe a little bit of nasality depending on what they're doing and like once you start thinking of like the visual element of singing which makes no fucking sense um, when you say it like that but I think things start to click in place and you're like, oh, that's how I, that's how I sound this way. That's how I sound this way. Um, and it just takes like a lot of practice and kind of knowing what to listen for. And that's why like vocal coaches are so great because they'll tell you what to listen to for because you, you know, until you have someone like explain it, you don't know what's going on. And then once you do, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That's really abstract, but also I get it. <clears throat> And it's important, too, because just because something is abstract doesn't mean it's not understandable. Yeah. But you do need a guide, like you said. And that gets you there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I, the, I, I tried to give you advice just because I know you want to get better at it. And I figure it'll, every little bit helps. So it is cool that, like, you know, you're starting to you're thinking about singing in a, a little more nuanced way and, you know, practicing things yourself. I mean, like, that's how you get better, right? Like, it's just putting in the fucking reps. Which sucks because it's not fun, but it does pay off, you know, a month, two months, three months down the line. And you start noticing like actual improvement. You're like, oh, hell yeah, let's keep going. It's probably like when people lift weights and they're like, hey, I'm stronger, but I don't go to the gym because I'm allergic because it makes me tired. I can keep talking. I'm scared. I can talk. Did you ever get Halloween? Uh, yeah, in so much as that like work was fun. Because it's less that people dressed up, not that many people did, but a lot of people brought in, like, homemade food and candy and that kind of stuff. And so I've eaten, like, shit all week. But it's been fun. You know how many brownies I've had this week? Like, four? Yeah, And there was, good, like, cake and cookies week. and, yeah. A lot of, a lot of coffee, too. Because, you know, if you're going to have extra sweets, you might as well have extra coffee. How about you? Did you do anything fun for Halloween? Uh, yeah, I actually had a lot of Halloween fun this year, which I, I normally don't. On Friday, there was a VR chat Halloween costume party, and it was a contest, and we all had a lot of fun doing that. Um, it was interesting to see everybody, like, because it's VR chat, you think you could just, like, pick an avatar, and that's your costume. But everybody went out of the way to make sure that they had their normal avatar, but with, like, an extra accessory on top of it. So it was, like, their character dressing up. Yeah, and it's just very charming. Uh, there's supposed to be a video of it. I was gonna send you a copy, but I can't find it. Um, what did you well, go as? I was a ice planet astronaut with the orange transparent chainsaw. Oh hell yeah! And that was a lot of fun because I sculpted it myself, and I made a helmet and a little backpack and the shirt, 
and um it was really fun because half the people there are old enough to recognize it and half of them weren't oh sure so i would walk up and somebody would say oh hey what are you and i could i could hold up my transparent chainsaw and say i am a jedi knight and i would get different reactions from different people for different reasons I'm scrolling up to that because I know you sent me. Oh, there. I think I do. I see you on here. I see Luna. Someone went as Luna. Oh, uh, in Discord here. Yeah, it was not yeah. long ago, huh? It should be right up here. Oh, here we go. You're in, you're in the back corner. Yeah, I definitely okay, recognize me. the uh, the the visor and the the. Damn, you did a really good job on the chainsaw. If I can get that video, I'll I'll send it to you, and you can like skim through it. Okay, I like someone is um my avatar like the Tatum uh creature just as like a really motley colored uh but that's funny that was one of the first things i noticed i was like hey there's me but different colors oh yeah he his whole thing is um his normally he's a gummy bear and so he added these colors so that he's like a frankenstein stitched together different gummy colors that's cute yeah people got really creative they did it was actually um it was like the best halloween party i've ever seen because uh, it was just a lot of creativity. I got second place in two categories, too. Oh, nice. That's got to make you feel good. Yeah, it does. I wasn't expecting... Like, I didn't really even want to participate in the contest. Because it's like, ah, whatever. Um, But I was there, so whatever. And it was fun. On Saturday, I went to see Nightmare for Christmas in theaters. Which is a lot of fun. Oh, hell yeah. It was really hard to not sing along... To all the songs because I have them all memorized. But we had a, a karaoke night that night, so I ended up doing a lot of night before Christmas. Um, and then on Halloween, uh, Richard and his family came over, and we walked through the neighborhood. Uh, his his boys were both Power Rangers, which is cool. It's nice that like Power Rangers is still a thing for kids. Yeah, um, one of them was like. It's like the black Power Ranger with the scythe and the robes, and then the other one was like a green Power Ranger, but he was like an astronaut without arms. Okay. I don't I don't understand the youth. I don't either, but you know what? That's okay. We're not supposed to. Uh, but all in all, it's a pretty fun Halloween. I know yeah, this episode um... comes out like two weeks after. <laughs> That's a fact. It is. It will. But uh. But whatever. We uh we didn't really do much. Um, I'm one of those people who, you know, t- closes the blinds, turns the lights off, and it's just like, hope nobody shows up at my house because I don't have any candy. Yeah, I, it's kind of sad how a lot of places just seem to have it anymore. But it's it's sad in the way where I have vaguely positive memories from my childhood. I'm not necessarily committed to the thought that everyone needs to have that experience either. Sure. It's a little different in the Midwest where it almost always gets brutal cold on Halloween for no fucking reason. Uh, And it was kind of the same uh, this year where it was pretty nice. And then that like last week of October, it's like, you know, we're going to be in the 30s. And it's like, well, that's rude. And so Halloween rolls around and it's fucking spitting snow, which it hasn't done in October in a while. And so, yeah, there there, I was there's more people uh, trick or treating than I thought there would be. Um, But all of them, it's one of those. Oh, it's Spider-Man in a coat. Oh, it's it's Elsa from Frozen in a coat. Oh, it's uh, it's a little dragon, but the dragon's wearing a, a big coat because it's fucking cold out. Yeah. I hope kids had fun though. I mean, I I 
I am a very um. I don't want to say spoil sport for stuff like that because I don't want to spoil it for other people. I just don't want to participate. And that's basically with every holiday. But it's like, I want other people to have fun. I just, you know, I want to like curl up in my house and, and chill and, and not and not be talked to by strangers. One of the things I've been doing, Cameron, um, I'm on my brother's old computer, which is now, I guess, my computer. But I've been making the switch over to that over the last couple days. Okay. And, uh, that sucks. You ever? When's the last time you had to swap computers and start over, wipe a hard drive? Oh, it was. Uh, I want to say it was maybe like five years ago. It's always just unpleasant, and maybe it's because I'm. I don't do a lot of like cloud-based stuff because uh, I don't like it. But then, obviously, like the problem with accounts and stuff not being in the cloud is like, oh, I got to get everything by hand. I got to go download all my programs. I got to log into all my accounts, and and you know, I don't have anything saved or whatever. So I make it maybe a little hard for me, but it's still, uh, my browsers auto-log me in on everything, and it's like, oh, well, what is my password? I don't know. What's What email address is associated with this account? That's a good idea. Good question, because I have a lot of email addresses over the years. It could be any of them. And that first the first day especially was just kind of annoying, getting everything set up, trying to get my browser set up, getting the ad blocks working the way I wanted to so YouTube wouldn't shit its pants. And now that that's done, that's great. Okay, Word documents, right? I do a lot of writing. Oh, Microsoft Word wants, they want money now per year. It's a subscription thing. It has been for a while, but I was rocking like Microsoft Office 2007 for over, well over a decade, probably like 15 years. Don't support that no more. So now I'm stuck with either paying for Office or uh, using, you know, free software that's not as good, which I opted for. So now I'm on Libre, which, uh, so far, still good. I mean, at a certain point, a word processor is a word processor, but it looks like Microsoft 2003. Like, the layout of it is super old school. And it's kind of nostalgic, and it also kind of not, because I'm like, well, I liked it when everything looked a little nicer. Doesn't need to. Functions. That's been that's been a thing of, you know, getting my Steam account set up, I have VR chat installed, I got to get um, the headset hooked up yet and everything redone there. Was trying to do audio stuff today, which has been a huge pain in the ass because a lot of my favorite plugins I bought five or more years ago, and some of them are not supported anymore. And I'm like, well, I want this back. How do I get it? And uh, had to had to email customer service on that. It just sucks. I, I, I've been putting it off for a reason. It's because it fucking sucks. I wish, like. I I feel like technologically speaking, we're at a point where this stuff should be becoming easier, but for some reason it it half is and half isn't. Yeah, I I love a I love in sci-fi things where like like if you watch Star Trek Next Generation, they have iPads like they're these like computer tablets. And you go to, like, the med bay, and the doctors are using them instead of, like, medical clipboards, right? Yes. So they'll check one patient, and they're, like, they're looking at the records on the tablet. And it's like, oh, wow, they predicted iPads. But they'll have, like, standard, like, medical drama moments. So, like, just so that it looks like busy work, like, the the, the main character there is talking, and she's reviewing a tablet. And then, like, another doctor will come over and hand her a different tablet. And she'll like exchange them and look at this new one, and you realize that oh yeah, they don't have Wi-Fi. Like they can't seem to wirelessly transmit these files, so they have to like move these tablets around. And it's like 
it's like oh yeah it's just like they they took something that existed at the at present and just added laser lights to it they didn't actually like rethink what the technology would be yeah so it's like here's a laser scalpel instead of a scalpel and it's like cool does it do something special like well it cuts okay i want to say i was watching the jetsons and like i noticed that big time we're like oh they all got flying cars that can like fold into briefcases and uh robots and you know the all all these computer screens for video calls but then they also still have fax machines well they they have fax machines but also they still have like traffic too yes because like they'll all fly in a line and so it's like this this uh it's a funny like sidestep where i think half the joke is the fact that it is futuristic but the problems didn't go away yeah but also (laughs) it's like it's real too I think I think that's all the vlogging I had. It was basically I just wanted to bitch about the computer stuff. Um, I did have a topic that we can start on because it's definitely not like a, a, a one to real mind. But I was um, I was on Facebook and I, I get a lot of those Pixie and Brutus cartoons thrown my way with the you know the big the big police dog and the little little cute kitten and they got to be friends and they get into hijinks and it's like you know that's a cute web comic. Got me thinking you know there's a lot of comics and web comics that involve like cats and dogs either being friends or not being friends and uh if you had like a take on you know how, w- how would we handle that you know if we had if we had to write a cat and dog web comic cameron um what would we do you know what would you do what would i do however we want to deal with this but i i sent this idea to you a couple days ago i don't know if you thought about it at all well i did um actually i'm wondering like how how would you define a cat and dog comic because um, you you wrote me and you said, hey, there's a lot of web comics about cats and dogs. We could talk about that. And I said, like, my first thought was, yeah, we could. And then I realized that the example I was thinking of was a bird and a bear. And I couldn't think of okay. any web comics with cats and dogs. And I was like, I, I felt like I understood the genre you were talking about. But then I, I'm going through all these comics I know and I... So, like, this one here, Pixie and Brutus. I've never heard of this before you just said it. I'm, like, looking it up right now. Oh. So, it's very funny to me. Because <laughs> this is cute. But also, um, I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> the ones I see the most... I mean, a part of me is thinking of, like, Get Fuzzy and Garfield have elements of the cat and dog, right? Get Fuzzy especially. Um, I, There's one I, I see every once in a while on Facebook that uh, it's largely, like... They're domesticated pets, and the you know the, the joke is that the cat does this in this situation, and the dog does this in this situation. But every once in a while, they'll agree on something, like maybe food-related, or, oh, what if we cra- we're crazy and piss the owners off for no reason? And so there's a lot of, like, things to do with the cat and dog thing, but every one of them, even if I don't have an example of, like, an actual webcomic in front of me, they all feel really, like, done to death. Um, there's a word I'm thinking of, not redundant, tropey. They all, they, like, they all feel really tropey regardless of, I think, what's going on, which is kind of interesting, maybe, I don't know. Oh, it is, and it's cute. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm specifically reading Pixie and Brutus real quick. I, I think, um, it, it, approaching how we would handle it. I feel like uh, with Pixie and Brutus, there's a little bit of like a realism where it's like, 
they'll talk about like a, a decoration in the house or like a neighbor dog or something like it's a conversation that actual pets would have. I feel like yeah, both of us would tend to do like more maybe like outside the box like cartoony things where it's less real. Yeah. Because like you could take the the sky is kind of the limit. Like my first thought was, oh, what if we you reversed Pixie and Brutus and so the cat is really big and it's like a Maine Coon or a Russian Blue and then the dog is like a Chihuahua. And so now you have, you know, the cat is the protector or the 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 bully depending on the the mood and the dog is just this ugly fuck ass little little rat creature um and you know that there's there's probably a lot you could do there right you know just taking taking the basic thing total reverse oh like Garfield and, and Odie kind of yeah i mean in there you go like it's already technically been done this would just be a lot more of a physical stature where like the cat would be drawn like much bigger than the dog maybe not much bigger but bigger um, then the other part of me is like, well, what if like it was a cat and a dog that lived in Dracula's castle? So I'm thinking about vampires lately, probably because it's Halloween. Uh, and okay, well, what what is that dynamic now that there's like a supernatural thing that is there all the time, or like they have to contend with, or is their owner? Maybe Dracula is a nice pet owner. I don't know. We could, you know, sky's the limit. Like I said, so like. There's this, you know, what what you take the concept, you can throw it in a lot of different places. You could have a cat and a dog on a fucking spaceship, right? Like, <laughs> I, well, I just, I had this mental image of like Dracula, like really dramatically attacking somebody, and there's like blood everywhere, and there's like blood, like like Dracula's there, like holding the person, and they're like limp and bleeding everywhere, and then like the kitten walks around the corner and it just goes up and starts licking blood and purring as it like puddles on the ground. Yeah. Or you, you can make it really dark where, like, the, the person's dead, Dracula's feeding, and, like, the hand's dangling. The kitten walks up and licks the hand and just starts kind of rubbing against it like it wants to be petted. <laughs> but these aren't about cats and dogs. It's just a cat and a Dracula. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about... Yeah. How about... I? Do you like uh that bear and bird one? I don't know if I know the bear and bird one. Um, Nedroid. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think I have seen these. So they're they're not so much animals. They're like they're people. Yeah. But I like the silliness of it. Actually, you know what? I want to send you this one. If it would copy and paste right, this stupid. Oh my gosh. Oh, the, I yeah. Okay, where the bear says, why is the toilet seat all wet? And then the bird says, relax, it's nothing gross or weird. My hands are just very wet from when I was touching it. And it like it doesn't answer the question, and it raises more questions, and it doesn't resolve. Yeah. I like that stuff. <laughs> I do, I'm always a big fan of taking the mundane and combining it with, like, the supernatural or the, the really not mundane. A lot of my short fiction... Um, typically is a balance of that. And so I am thinking of like cat and dog meets uh, spaceship or fantasy world or uh, I don't know. Maybe a dwarf has a cat and a dog, you know, and the dwarves don't really seem like pets, like owners, like they're never really depicted as having a lot of pets. But maybe this dwarf is like, look, I found I got pets. I got a cat and a dog. I don't know what the fuck they are and, like that could be kind of fun. 
But then it, it really becomes more about the dwarf or like the setting than it does the cat and the dog. And so at what point, you know, how do you define a cat and dog story, I guess? And then I obviously, I thought I would have more examples, but now that we're starting this conversation, I'm realizing I, I really don't. I have like two. <laughs> and one of them is Get Fuzzy. I like the idea. You mentioned them on a spaceship, right? Yeah. What if we what if we combine tropes and it's a bear? No, I'm sorry. It's a bird? No. It's a cat and a dog. But the cat is like from space, like it's a Martian, and the dog is like a caveman wolf in caveman times. Okay. And, like, the Martians landed on Earth back when there was cavemen, and their pet Martian cat becomes friends with the caveman dog. I I really like this as a concept. I don't know where we go with it, but, I like, first blush, great. This is fun. Let, let's, let's play with this. So, the cat is literally, like, an alien cat, so it is a pet from the, the Martians. Is that is that where we're going? Yeah. Okay, okay. I picture a lot of um, no dialogue. Um, I feel like no dialogue would probably lend itself to more emotional storytelling. And then, like, if you wanted to go more comic strip of the day, having very basic setup punchline, like okay, the spaceship well, lands. The the okay, Martian cat is there, and and the Martian cat has like a little. It has, like, a funny-looking ears with little, like, dots on them or something, so, you know, it's funny, but also has, like, a space helmet on. Okay. And it's it's kind of, like, sleeping on, like, a, a rock shelf or, or on, like, the fence or something at the caveman house. And there's, like, a pterodactyl or something flying above, and the dog keeps barking. And so it's it's just, like, the dog barking, and the next panel is the dog, like, barking more and running the other way. And then the Martian cat like shoots a laser from its tail and blows up the dinosaur. And then the next panel is just the dog and the cat both sleeping. And it's quiet. Okay, that could be fun. Like I, I that's kind of where my mind's going for a uh, structure of what this comic would be. I was thinking I'm not, more. I'm not saying brilliant, but I'm saying like I could picture this in a newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking more like like if your first strip ever is this alien spaceship lands on on the planet and you see aliens come out and they fan out and then a cat walks out and then like a dog the dog sees the cat and they just look at each other and then the dog's just like I don't know why but I want to chase you and like that's the punchline and it's like not funny but it sounds like it would be a very newspaper comic strip strip right like like you would see that in a newspaper and be like oh okay i guess that's the joke and then you'd go on and read garfield and then you'd read the next one and be like boy comic strips and newspapers usually aren't that funny anymore and that would be, and that would be it okay what if the cat gets off the spaceship and it finds a dog and and it asks the caveman dog tape into your leader and the caveman dog says, like, I love my leader. And then it's just, like, some fat guy sitting in a caveman recliner. I like that one. I like the idea of, like, the dog taking the cat to Stonehenge and the cat just being like, I want to knock that over. But then he's too <laughs> small and he can't. <laughs> I, 
Okay, that's it's like it's so tame, and also I kind of love the visual of it. Like, there's kind of something to this concept. It yeah, it, it's it's funny. I remember um, when I was in high school and college, and I was reading more web comics, and it, it, kind of the basic ones like um, VG Cats and, and uh, Penny Arcade, and and some of those, and they could be vulgar and they could be kind of gross and like the. The humor style was so different from what you'd find in a newspaper comic, which had to be like really tame because 80 year old women might read them. And they if they don't like them, they're going to write a letter to the editor and be like, I can't believe how vulgar Garfield was today. You know, that can't happen. And I always hated webcom or uh, loved webcomics so much more because they could do more stuff. But as I look at this like concept, I'm like, I don't know, the, like the really safe, not that funny, but kind of funny. I think would be more fun to lean into just to see how you could do with it. My worry is that I would hinge too much on um, really like tired tropes, uh, you know, with, oh, this is how cat owners are like, this is how cats are like, this is how dogs are like. But I think people want to see that, it just in a different coat of paint. I keep reading Nedroid comics and they make me giggle. Yeah, that one's pretty good. That's the kind of thing too. Uh, okay, for for the for the the, the listener, um, the the pig or the bear, or whatever it is, he goes, "Hey Reginald, does this soap smell like up dog to you?" He hands the the bird a snope or the soap, and the bird goes, "What?" And then on the next panel, he goes, "Soap," and he looks really confused and upset. And it's like, ah, he does he he doesn't know what soap is. That look at that little twist on a modern classic. I <laughs> I love this one. Where it's um it's like uh it's 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 the hamburglar, but instead of hamburglar, it's that he's stealing like chewable fruit gummies. And there's this whole thing where the it's like, well, we, we gotta stop him, the the farm's gonna ruin, and so they save the farm. And then later, like by the docks, you see the farmer like handing off a bunch of cash to the burglar, and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then the slogan yeah, for the good. fruit snacks is that wasn't me, trademark. You can't prove anything. See, th- what what makes this comic good is that it's funny because there's actually jokes. I feel like yeah. we're not we're not going for that. We're going for uh, this is mild and inoffensive, but maybe it'll become familiar if you give it a chance. I guess you know what do people want out of comics, right? Or, you know, oh, okay, I mean, if we want to really do something with it, we should probably name the cat, we should name the dog. I mean, do we want to make them characters, or do we want these to be kind of silent stuff, or or, um, kind of absurd? I mean, you know, the cat being able to shoot lasers at dinosaurs is an interesting level of absurd I didn't plan on going for, but if we if we have it, I mean, you know, we have it. Like, that, I'm fine with that. I went to bing ai and i said alien cat and caveman dog and the results are terrible mm. you know bing ai cometh and big ai taketh away actually like i feel like some of these almost work but well, then there, they don't because like they didn't understand the question i think if i wanted to uh i like i could probably lift things from this one and put the lines where they're supposed to be but structurally, it's kind of like the snapshot of what I was going for. Okay. Also, I, feel like I, the I, bottom I tried one... putting my bunny in Space Marine armor, and it didn't come through as Space Marine. It's just like a regular Aww. Marine. Yeah, that's okay, though. I mean, it looks all right. It looks all right. 
The good thing is you're an actual artist, so you can do whatever you want. I can't get a job. <laughs> oh, that was sad. So let's scrap. I, I That was my pitch was uh like alien and caveman Jetsons meet the Flintstones, but animals. What's yeah, your I, take I do on like it? it. Well, I guess like I'm, I don't know. I don't have anything super concrete. I kind of like the Dracula stuff. What if, so I sent you earlier on in the week, a picture of a mouse as a vampire. Yes, that was adorable. And I kind of want, I kind of want that to be a character in this. And I wonder if it's like, it's like Dracula's castle and there's a, and there's a, a, a cat and a dog, but then the actual vampire is just a mouse. And maybe, like, the family moves into this, like, old castle, or they're staying there for, for like, as an Airbnb, or I don't know. No, because then they're not there forever. You're, you're, you're stuck with... Well, time constraints aren't bad for storytelling. Um, I just, I like the idea of a cat, a dog, and a, and a vampire mouse would be fun. And I don't know why. I just, I, I think, I think there's something there if you thought about it hard enough. What was that cartoon about the cat that was a vampire? Oh! Cat that is a vampire. I don't know. Um, oh, I think it was called Bunicula. It was a bunny. Oh, okay, that's cute. I mean, just as it was a, a cat, wasn't there? I thought. I, th- I mean, there there is a cat, but I guess the bunny is the vampire. Okay. Are you familiar with this at all? No. Okay. Yeah, this looks. You know, this is our. What if? The vampire mouse doesn't drink blood. It still wants cheese. It just like drinks the cheese and like, and and, and so it it doesn't even it. That's stupid because that, then there's what it's just it's just a regular mouse that looks a little different. Maybe it has vampire powers. Maybe it can turn into a bat, and it's a really tiny little mouse bat, and then it doesn't have a reflection, and it can't go outside, and it hates garlic, and then the the, the cat and the dog can't do anything about that because they're fucking cats and dogs. Like, there's no... What, what are they going to do? We're going to get garlic? Cats don't like garlic. It's a horrible idea, Cameron. Well, we're in the blue sky phase. Are, are you familiar with that term? No. I'm guessing that has to do with uh, Blue Sky Studio that I don't think is around anymore. Did they do uh, Ice Age? Yes. Specifically, we're out of budget. No. Okay. The blue sky phase is when you're brainstorming and the sky's the limit. Like, you don't have to think about uh, practicality, you don't have to think about budget limits, you don't have to think about space or anything, or time. Just, like, if what would be the coolest thing if you could do it? And so get crazy, and then you make it reasonable from there. Okay. So, if you could do anything in the world, your mind goes to vampire mouse that eats cheese. Um, That's embarrassing, Chad. I know, I, it's really bad. Normally, if I can do anything in the world, it's two chicks at the same time. Hey, chick up up Speaking Let's, of tired jokes. I, no, I want to, okay, I want to, I, I want to go back in time five minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, okay, okay. We got, so I, I do like, I agree with you. I like the fantasy hook. I like the idea of, like, it, what if it was, like, fantasy dwarves, like Lord of the Rings yeah. Cat and dog. What if it was a Dracula castle dog or something? Uh, let's stick with the monster mash stuff because I think that is fun. Okay. Um, I know Bunnicula's been done, but I like the idea of like Franken dog. Yeah. 
Could we come up with like a funny cat that would pair well with Frankendog? What if? Because we could do Catula or we could do um, Kitty from the Black Lagoon. I kind of like Kitty from the Black Lagoon. Because typically cats don't like water. So I don't know if that turns into its own joke or if it just becomes a confusing anti-trope. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it could be both. No, I think I kind of like it as its own joke. And it's like this cat's just always hanging around the water, but doesn't want to go in because it doesn't want to get its paws wet. I like the idea of the cat like showing Franken dog the lake or the lagoon, um, and the the dog, um, like jumps in the lagoon, and it's like, oh, you're a lot better than my last friend. We couldn't swim together, and it cuts to like a drowned child. <laughs> I like that. How about, I bet, you know, we could, you could expand this out too to, to like other side characters. Um, we could do, uh, Hedgehog Mummy. Uh, okay. Could do, no, that's stupid. What about, no, what about, uh, uh, what's another monster? Um, Frankenstein's monster. That's a, <laughs> that's a dog. I thought the dog was, uh, was vampire. Oh no, you Franken said Franken dog? Oh my gosh! Okay. (laughs) I I'm sorry. I I I can't tell if we're losing if we're losing uh, traction here because I drink too much or because you drink too little. I don't know. It's a weird. It's sort of like when I play ping pong, and if I don't drink enough, I play bad. If I drink too much, I play bad. There's like that pocket you want to be in where you're loosey goosey, and we're not there. We're all fucked up. (laughs) I I want a joke where there is a there is a vampire character, and and he and He's sad because he's got to sleep in the uh, in a coffin, and the cat is just like, but that's the best place to sleep. Look, it's a box. Yeah. See, I mean, the stuff that it, it plays off of monster tropes and animal tropes to basically write itself on a slow week. Yes. I don't know how much love or, like, affection or, you know, like, how, how fond you become of a project that basically writes itself on a slow week. Like, do you get attached to that, or does it become a job? I don't understand. I've never had to do it. You know, I don't know how some people, like, some artists, they do a comic like Garfield, like, their whole life. And I don't know, how, like, how you do it. <laughs> Even Calvin well, and just... Hobbes, like, ended elegantly, exactly. you know? Well, and Calvin and Hobbes was, like, pretty much always good, though. And I think part of that is like Calvin and Hobbes had really well-defined characters and he, you know, the, they could interact with each other in, in three to four panels really easily because they had such like larger than life personalities, especially Calvin and Hobbes. But even his parents are, are snarky and well put together. Like they feel like real people when you, when they're on the screen. And so I think really the thing we got to do is like, before we even pitch ideas is sort of really define our cat and our dog but we still don't know where to put them. And so we're still kind of in blue sky mode because we're just like, well, which one is the the creature from the black lagoon and which one is Dracula and which one is the mummy? Which one's a ghost? Ghost is a pretty common, uh, yes. you know, they need a ghost, um, ghost horse. Only, Oh, there's a ghost horse, but only the cat can see the ghost. Why? Because that's like a, a funny joke with cats is that when they're always running around, it's because they're chasing ghosts or they're looking at shit that's not there. And they're like, oh, it's because of the ghosts. I don't know that that helps the comic, though. 
It doesn't. It's terrible. But it's I, a it's a pick up from the ground joke that people would be like, "Oh, I appreciate that. I own a cat." Like I'm being too safe in 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 cliche with this camera. I don't know why I'm, you, I'm I'm so bad at this. Have you watched those Adam Sandler vampire movies? I did not know Adam Sandler made vampire movies. They're very cute. I I want to I want to say I recommend them. Maybe like the first one. Are those the animated ones? Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen them, but no, I, I do know what you're talking about. Um, they're very cute. I do. There was like a funny controversy with that because like they they did a fourth one, and the fourth one was kind of bad, and it didn't have Adam Sandler in it. Like I think like people were kind of bailing ship. Is like, no, we did enough of these. We're, we're done. But the studio was like, yeah, they still make money. Keep you know push one out. And there's this <laughs> huge controversy. Because the premise is, like, they, they use some sort of, like, magic wish or something, and it turned a bunch of humans into monsters, and then monsters into humans. So that it's like a shoe-on-the-other-foot kind of a okay. thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and it kind of writes itself, yada yada. And so what that meant was, that includes the Invisible Man, who became visible because he was a human. And apparently, there was, like, a huge fan base that was just upset to find out what he looks like. So like they all revolted against the studio and, was the, and they were like demanding that they redesign him to look more attractive because they all thought that he was going to be handsome and they all crushed on him for being invisible. That sounds like the internet. It's a very internet problem to have. I think for our, our, our monster mash comic, like 50 strips in a UFO shows up and another like, animal comes out and it's a you know an alien animal and like all of them are like together like on the window still looking and one of them is just like what the fuck is that but it's like a really basic an- well maybe it wouldn't be a basic animal i don't know but I-, I like the idea of of like monster characters just being like what the fuck is that because that's you know just the there's like a little irony there that is silly to me i you know i like that I have, like, glimpses of ideas for this, but ultimately nothing concrete. I really do like your alien cat uh, caveman dog. I think I think that's kind of, like, low-key brilliant, and if, if you played with that, you could find something really fun to work with. I think the, the thing is, I think that cats and dogs are a cute dichotomy. It's just that there's a lot of that already. And so that's yeah. why my mind goes into, we have to mix it up somehow. I, I agree. Because even, I feel like even like Tom and Jerry or Tom and uh, uh, Spike, the dog, have been in weird situations where they're like in a monster castle and like Jerry is is the vampire, right? Like even like Tom and Jerry, Sylvester and Tweety, like all of these um, Looney Tunes things like, have I've done something similar to, I think, my gut reaction idea. Like my gut reaction idea to this was bad. It was it was it was not my favorite thing ever. I, I like the I like the dwarf with the pets and people are like, why do you have a pets? But then, like I said, that's about the dwarf. But I might sh- I might save that one for later. Like that could be a really cute short story to write a, a dwarf with. He goes smithing every day and he comes back and the dog's happy to see him. And you guys take the dog for a walk down the dwarf tunnels and the cat's eyes glow in the dark. I don't know. What about a comic where you, the reader, fill it in? And we just, like, print word bubbles on blank white paper and cubes. 
and like every <laughs> week it's just like a new arrangement of bubbles but it's up to you to figure it out that reminds me of, of a, a family guy joke when brian writes a self-help book and like the last 70 pages are blank so you can fill them in yourself yes <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh. this is this is tangential but one of my favorite gags is when um like peter says that his favorite uh, his favorite story is only the ones where you get to the last page and there's a mirror and it says, what about you? Speaking of what about you, we are, um, we're around 50 minutes in. Uh, I don't know if we want to wrap this up. We didn't, I don't know if we solved anything or came up with any ideas that are going to make us a million dollars, but I had fun talking. I had fun brainstorming and exploring these ideas a bit. Uh, really, I love when we do these little ready episodes because it's fun to set up boundaries and then see what we can do within those boundaries. Yeah, I'm such a fucking tryhard that part of me is like, I might think about some of these things tomorrow when I'm bored at work, and like, can I come up with <laughs> a better story? I wanna, I wanna, I wanna bring it to the listeners, but uh, because you are a really good cartoonist, so I feel like like if you took anything out of this, like you could legitimately try your hand at a webcomic if you wanted i mean you've done that before but it, you know if you wanted another one i'm curious how you would draw some of these characters yeah i am trying to picture like what would make a cute franken dog because you could just color it green and give it stitches or you could make it like half breeds yeah like what if it was like distinctly uh like pit bull head but then like a german shepherd body or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Would that be funny, or would it just be confusing? What is like a weird, slimy, like water monster cat look like? What about? Let's go to Bing. I'm gonna type in Frankenstein dog. Um, I'm out of fast tokens, so I might not get a response right away. Aw. How about a uh, glad space? Do you have a glad space? Yeah. Shit. Okay. Oh, I. This happened last weekend, and you know no about this, um, but I, I got done watching The Rescuers. I'm on my Disney rewatch, right? We, 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 oh, we, yeah, so yeah. We circled back. We missed one, and it was a really pretty good movie. I really enjoyed it, and I, I came home, and I was thinking, you know, name a, name a sexier cartoon mouse than Bianca from The Rescuers. I posted it in my writer's group, and Claire immediately said, not today, Satan, and then someone else is like, well, it's Gadget, and I was like, fuck you, it's Gadget. Not gadget. I know. I will start a poll on Reset Era, and we will we will determine who the the hottest cartoon mouse is. And uh, that that entertained me for a good two hours. I think like I was hovering around. I was like cleaning, and I'd come over and I'd you know check the poll, make some funny posts, and and I got like five hundred people that voted, and overwhelmingly, by the way, like four hundred of those votes for for gadget from uh, the Rescue Rangers. Uh, but I had like I had such a funny, stupid fucking time with that question. It's a shame I got I got like a temp ban from the forum for two weeks for being a, a dumbass, apparently. Uh less funny, but still funny. And I'm talking to someone yes uh a couple days ago, and he's like, Hey, I got really high and I'm feeling honest. You can ask me anything. I'm like, Well, what what do you want me to ask you? And he's like, Ask me anything. And I was like, Okay, who's the sexiest cartoon mouse? And he's like, Why the fuck would you ask me that? And then and then he stopped talking to me and I messaged him later and he's like, No, I'm watching the documentary on Netflix now. And I've I've mined so many jokes and, and so much little amusement out of this question, Cameron. 
And like, I'm, I'm laughing now. Like it was, it was fun. It was stupid and it was a waste of time, but it was fun. I'm glad you did it. You had some fun. What about you? Are you, you glad about anything? No, I'm, hey, I hate everything. I can do another one then. Um, no, it's the, the, there's an important <laughs> practice we do here. <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. Bottom left with the Franken dog uh, is actually kind of cute. It's kind of cute. Um, it is funny though that they're all little uh, pit bulls, the stitches, because that's kind of more or less what I suggested. Oh, oh yeah, Gladsface. So. I I mentioned at the top of the show, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. I man, I really love that movie, but it was one of those things where I'm watching it, and since it's up on the big screen, I can kind of see some details a little more clearly. So I was like analyzing stuff where I could to just like you know notice like little things about the animation and and stuff, and like there were details I never really noticed, uh, especially with background stuff. But it's also as much as I love that movie, what I love is like the songs and the vibe of it. But it's it's like a it's a musical. It's not a good story. It's not a good movie. <laughs> it's like it has weird like plot holes, and it like it doesn't actually have like character arcs or anything. But it feels like a Broadway play where you're just there for the fun of the songs. Um, I I think you've said before you're not like the biggest fan, right? I I haven't seen it in so long. Um, I don't. I never really would cared for it. I don't think. Um, but I also I can't have a strong opinion on it just because like it's been like legitimate over a decade, maybe even two decades since I have seen it. Because I guess I mean that's kind of the funny thing is as much as I love it, I I feel like I practically have the whole mem or the whole movie memorized. But also, I don't know if I recommend it to people because I it's like if you don't like to watch it every year already, then it's probably not for you. You know, it's kind of strange. But uh, something that I do like is they came out with like an anniversary edition of a, uh, um, it's an album, and it included extra tracks. Like there's one where, like Ozzy Osbourne sings the opening or whatever. Uh, but it also has like original like test versions of the songs where it's just um oh no what's his name why am I so bad with names Danny Elfman right mm. oh boy I'm gonna I, I'm like the worst person ever yes Danny Elfman. Uh, Danny Elfman is pretty much like the star of that movie because he did all the music, but also he like, I think he's the singing voice of Jack. Like they didn't use the voice actor. Oh, wow. Um, but also the, uh, the test songs, some of them are longer and they actually had to cut them in the movie because the movie was too long. It was like getting too hard to animate. So a couple of the songs are like shorter in the theatrical version. And so these test ones, it's Danny Elfman singing all the parts and they're longer. And it's just like, Oh wow, this feels like more movie because I can picture how they would have animated it anyways. It's so like, there's a pattern to it. And so I was listening to that after the movie 
And these longer versions, I just find them so entertaining because it feels like a director's cut, even though it's only one component of the movie. Uh, So if anybody out there hasn't heard these, uh, look it up on YouTube. It's easy to find that album. (coughs) You mean? That sounds fun. Um, Yeah, I feel like that's a strange glad space, but I really got lost in it a little bit. Um, before we head out, I, I I meant to talk about this, and we can save it for next week or the week after. But uh, I know a couple weeks ago, um, I I was watching Attack on Titan, and I was like a couple episodes in, like six, and I was like, I don't know what to think about it yet, but like I'm enjoying it way more than I thought I would based on like first impressions years ago when I didn't care for it. Um, we did finish season one finally, and are on season two, and I do really like it. Um surprisingly so like there's some really cool shit going on and then stuff I, I i have criticisms for so maybe next week if we don't know what to talk about i can spend like five or ten minutes um regaling you with attack on titan uh, let's you know. do it I, I i am so i am so late to the party did you watch the cyberpunk anime yet no oh i think uh that's it's one of those i'll i'll get to it one day Someday. Over the rainbow. Oh, you know, that reminds me real quick. Um, I, I'm assuming... Uh, Joe always plays this, like, Souls-like games, doesn't he? Uh, yes. Did uh, did he get Liza P? No. Okay, I'm curious on his take on it. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. That was a funny way to end this. <laughs> it was. <laughs>